Welcome to the Gestalt IT Roundtable Podcast. I'm Stephen Foskett, your host, and today we are in Denver, Colorado as part of Storage Field Day 13. I'm joined by a group of storage folks, and one of the topics that keeps coming up is NVMe. As Ray said, this is the new world order. NVMe will wipe away everything that we've known and take over all of storage. Or maybe not. So my question for you guys is... uh, what do you think? Is, is this um, just another protocol, or is this going to fundamentally transform storage? Ray? It will fundamentally transform storage. I mean, anything that can do millions of IOPS at hundreds of microseconds of response time, how can you, how can you not say this is going to transform storage? SSDs came along, and they were able to do one millisecond uh, you know, response times and hundreds of thousands of IOPS, and they transform storage. Today, it's hard to find disk storage out there anymore. You but, can. But did SSDs transform storage? Because you just said SSD. SSD is fundamentally a fake disk drive. Fake disk drive, that's not a transformation. That's just a fake thing that's no, pushing it's a the solid existing state stuff device. forward. SSD is solid-state device, not state. Well, SSD was kind of, let's say, increasing the IOP speed, the speed of the drives was getting rid of the, the physical boundaries of speeding drives, but still you were stuck with the uh, SATA and SAS protocols in terms of uh, QDAF and uh, parallelism. With NVMe, you, you can, in theory, really increase and uh, really uh, massively parallelize the bandwidth and, and get a much higher throughput that you can get with, uh, with SSD. Bandwidth, so. it's IOPS, it's response time. It's going to change our world. I think that's correct. I mean... SSDs, you talk to any storage administrator, anybody who's specking application performance, they change the way that they consume storage. I don't think NVMe is going to, within two years, do it like SSD or Flash did, but I think we're going to hit boundaries where we've got to have something like this. We look at Flash, I mean, it's been going on for 10 years. I mean, it's, it's, it's been long time in gestation. It's NVMe has, has the advantage of, of having pretty much all that flash stuff in yeah. front of it. So they've, yeah. they've optimized the response time. They've optimized the storage. They understand deduplication and compression and those things that make it more economical. And all we've done now is we've swapped out the interface to that device. But do you think it's worth it to see all these storage manufacturers go, look at us, we've added NVMe to the next generation platform? Exactly. Is this just going to be the new... Uh, yank out the disk drives yeah. and throw in the SSDs and call it a day? Or is this really going to be transformative? Something that does an order of magnitude, faster response time, order two or three orders of magnitude, fast, more IOPS and more bandwidth is going to change your world. It looks like some companies more of a slow burn to go NVMe while other companies like Pure just throwing in there all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, I guess, well, the question is, and, and I'm being the devil's advocate, Ray, of course, but the question is, is this just a new protocol? Is this just faster? Because if you're talking transformation, I think that means a different architecture for storage. I think when storage. you start talking about orders of magnitude difference, from 100 to 1,000 to millions, from millisecond to 100 microseconds. And that's what happened with Flash. That's what happened with SSD. It's a, it's a significant change. It's going to enable applications that you never really thought of doing before. It's going to en- enable a different way of doing business. It's going to... It's going to restructure the storage industry, in my mind. And probably it requires also the, the, the manufacturers to re-architect their products because this is working in such a different way uh, that you cannot just keep relying on refreshing your product line because you are used to, let's say, you had 
HDDs, then you went to hybrids, then you retrofit that to be an old flash array, but this was still using kind of the, Sa the SAS or SATA protocol. The same arc and then same Exa architecture. Exactly, and, and with NVMe, you need to change things to, to work totally differently, and we see that with what, uh, for example, Intel is doing with their... Uh, their the SPDK, exactly, with, with their kit, so... So in, in the past, there was an isolation between the back end and the front end. The front end protocol was, was always, you know, fiber channel or Ethernet or things of that nature. The back end was always SAS or SATA. This NVMe, because of the speed requirements, is going to require the change throughout that whole architecture now. You're going to have NVMe over fabric to NVMe drives, to, you know, the, and the memory structure is going to be different. It's, 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 a, it's a new world. It's a do new you, world order. Do you think in three years you walk into traditional enterprise IT data centers, the ones that are still there and not in the cloud, I guess, do you walk into those and they're doing things very different than today just due to NVMe? So what happens with this, these new world orders? They get layered on top of the old world order. I mean, you still have mainframes out there. You still have tape structures. You still have, you still have DASD, which is a mainframe disk environment, VCKD and all those things. Those things still exist. They'll never go away because there are applications that were developed on them and, and, and continue to use those things. But what will happen is the new application development will start taking advantage of the NVMe structure. Not, not unlike, you know, as client-server came along, new applications were developed for a client-server architecture, uh, you know, the cloud is coming along, applications are being developed specifically to run in the cloud. There'll be applications that are developed that you don't, you don't even understand how to, how to work yet, which well, we develop is, with NVMe. Is NVMe the architecture of the cloud, or is it the architecture of the next wave of computing? Yeah, using NVMe in the cloud is a different, is a, is a different animal in my mind. I think, I think it's, so it's, it's, it's primarily on-premise infrastructure, if I said that right. Yeah, good. Am I good? You're good. Yeah. And, well, that's actually a good point. So, um, you know, if you've got um, NVMe, what's going to need all that bandwidth? And we came, we discussed that, uh, you know, with Pure Storage, with the FlashBlade. Um, you know, I think that they hit on a real good use case for NVMe and NVMe Fabrics, and that is um, all this new AI machine learning. You know, that basically, the, the, it needs super high throughput. It needs lots and lots of parallelism. The surprising low thing for me in that well. pure discussion latency. is they, they really talked about the, the AI as an application uh, for the FlashBlade, which is not NVMe yet. <clears throat> mm, that's interesting. That's a real good point. And they, yeah, yeah, there are applications I think can can take advantage of the bandwidth today and and the and the, and the uh, millions of IOPS and those sorts of things. But I really think that what's going to happen here is that that's going to be the new baseline of infrastructure that's out there, and you'll see applications developed specifically for those environments, whether it's AI training or, or not. I, I, I agree with that. I think I think my question is, you know, being on the partner side for so long until recently is. Flash came and took over because it simplified storage arrays and storage management. It took, you know, a lot of uh, performance configuration and modeling out the window. And if we look at NVMe and things like AI and machine learning, which I think are two things people just throw at whatever new fast, big, scalable thing they want to sell, but let's assume, we're not going to see that shift in three years where everything goes, you know, we may see it where everything goes that way, but are we going to see organizations consume it like that, or is it just going to be the new fast array? Because I think it's both. I think it's no, it's definitely both. I mean, you can certainly you can you can incorporate things like NVMe as a front end cache to SSD or yes. for, you know or for in a hybrid environment, however you want it. But in the well, end, it's it's uh, going from spinning drives, SOS A drives, such a huge difference for enterprises for anybody using it. They saw the difference, and then going from SSDs to NVMe, they might not see as much of a difference until applications catch up. 
Velocity, the adoption is also going to ramp up like it used to be for Flash because I mean, NVMe has a cost. It's uh, very efficient, but also it's expensive. So you would see uh, organizations adopting that maybe for the most critical workloads. I mean, it can be used for AI. It can be used for uh, image recognition. It can be used for... Uh, whatever requires, as, as you were saying, very high throughput of data and very low latency, for example, real-time applications such as uh, financial markets, for example, could benefit from that. But um, you could also run, let's say, some very heavy Oracle workloads on that, but in the end it also comes down to, uh, you mean, the, uh, the costs versus benefits, at, in, at least in the first mm -hmm. stage, while we are still ramping up to this adoption. Back to the question about whether there's, there's a place for NVMe in the cloud. I think there is. Not unlike there's a place today for SSDs in the cloud. I mean, you could, you could configure an EC2 with SSD types of performance. You should be able to ultimately be able to configure some application in the cloud with NVMe types levels of performance. So from that perspective, I think that makes sense. But well, yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, things like, you know, like AI training, for example. That was that, that's a, an excellent cloud application that's not happening yet and could use massively parallel well, you know, Google's got TensorFlow and stuff like that you, you can use to, to train and stuff. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's an emerging application. It requires a lot of bandwidth, requires a lot of com computational uh, complexity. Well, another thing that you brought up, Ray, was um, is this, there, there's the new world order in terms of storage architectures. There's also the new world order in terms of storage companies. And that's one of the things you mentioned a minute ago, which is that this is going to transform the face of the industry. Look, look what, happened, what has happened over the last decade with respect to flash storage. We've had you know, dozens of startups come out and, and, and to some extent take over a lot of that, that market space. Now what's happening is those, those bigger companies are acquiring the smaller companies and starting to use those as, as, a, as a vehicle to, to capture that market share. And we're going to be talking to more of them today. You know, we, we talked to Pure to some extent, but uh, you know, Nimble just got acquired by HPE. These companies will, will, will come up and they will, they will rapidly grow into a, to a space that doesn't even exist today. And over time, either the, the main storage players will, will understand that technology and go after it themselves, or they'll go after acquiring the, the technology. And I am of the impression that they're already looking at acquiring. I mean, I think EMC maybe yeah. acquired DSSD too soon. Yes. Uh, too soon for the market, too soon for the product, too soon for the company. But um, I, I'm pretty sure that, that you're right, that the big companies are going to be looking out there. Uh, they've got these companies on their shopping list. They've and got why to. not? Why wouldn't they? And at this point, they're still relatively cheap. In the yeah. next, next two or three years, when they've got a marketplace of $500 million revenue, it's a different game. Well, um, I, let, me have, let me give the last word to Brandon. Are you convinced? Uh, you came in here. You said, well, I'm you know, an outsider to this conversation. You know, I know something about the technology. Um, now that you've heard uh, you know, these folks talk about it, what, what do you think? Do you I, think this is a revolution? I think it will be. I think it's just going to take some time to really, for applications to catch up where people have a need for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that sounds a little wait and see to me. I guess we'll wait and see. So this, uh, again, this is the On-Premise IT Roundtable. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, those of you uh, listening uh, on your favorite podcast application. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe. Also, check out gestaltit.com for more news and information like this. Check out our newsletter. Uh, we're on Facebook, too. If you go to facebook.com slash gestaltit, you'll see a video of this uh, demonstration, if you want, or this discussion, if you want to see uh, what we all look like. Um, well, I pity your taste, but there we go. And uh, we look forward to having you join us again for the next uh, on-premise IT Roundtable podcast.